do I start with a welcome? Welcome. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Break a Take podcast. Join us as uh, we discover the bottom magazine shelf at Sainsbury's, the wasteland of WH Smith's, and the low-hanging fruit of the local corner shop. But I'm not alone in my quest towards trash. I'm also joined by my gallant friend, Mr. Ethan. Hello there. <laughs> How are you all doing? <laughs> It landed. It landed. You, you made that work. You really did. You know, first time jitters, like, got to get used to saying it, really. <laughs> but here we are. This is episode one. Welcome to, you know, everyone that's listening, which will be our partners and my mum. Uh, but, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? Ethan, tell us what this podcast is going to be all about. So it's about the absolute trash magazines that you see strewn across the land from Skegness to, to, to I don't know, Bodmin. They're everywhere. You've got, I mean, I don't even know if we're legally allowed to name them. Do you? You've passed them in a million times and you've probably not thought anything of them, but they hide dark, dark secrets. They're filled with a litany of horror stories of your wildest nightmares. <laughs> Aren't they? But there's also a lot of just crap journalism as well. It's just it's just random crap that no one and people write into these things. That's what I don't. Who writes into these things? I know like <laughs> no one who's ever wanted to write in or thought, God, that's a good story, a good invention. I'm I'm definitely going to put that in, you know, and get my twenty five pounds. It literally. <laughs> I just and they're weekly magazines. Like these aren't even monthly. These are weekly. Every week they churn out a 50 page magazine and it's just, it's mad. And it's, it's, it's so vast as well. There's just so many out there now. And we just wondered, you know, I think we've both seen them in our lives at different points. You know, my nan, massive fan of these magazines. Whenever you go on holiday, you'll see these magazines because it's the only English journalism that they can, you know, get over to the Canary Islands or whatever. Ethan, when, when, Tell me your tell me your past history with these trashy magazines. <laughs> well, s some What's your story. Some, well, weirdly, my mum knows an old lady. I don't even know if it's a relative, a friend. I really don't know who this old person is. But yearly, she receives a stack of these weekly magazines, and that was from sort of my earliest memory of being like seven years old. So I've had these around, and I remember being even as a seven-year-old young child being kind of fascinated by them by how bizarre the stories were and how disconnected the content kind of is but obviously they sell there's something about them that draws people in and that's kind of piqued our interest really hasn't it because i i would say I, i'd not picked up a mag well i don't really read magazines i don't know anyone who actually purchases magazines these days and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's a dead media that you know for our age group but People are buying them because they're there every week. So there must be money being churned into these businesses. And it's just kind of, yeah, picking one up and reading it. I was just like, this is Jeremy Kyle in print form. That's basically what it is. <laughs> I would say it's Jeremy Kyle on acid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it's hellish. But this is our quest to sift through. We're obviously never going to talk about some of the personal and horrific stories there are. I think we, you know, we've said that. 
that we're not going to laugh about them because it's just not fair and we're not those kind of people. But we just want to talk about the weirdness that's within them and the weekly weirdness that repeats all the time and just delve into how, yeah, ridiculous it all is. (laughs) I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. Let's go. The one thing I've noticed and the one thing I love about these magazines is that the readers write in every week. They give their ideas and what brainwaves they've had. I'm going to share one. It's titled, Let's Talk About Socks. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so serious. (laughs) Like, right, let's have a sit down. We need to talk about the socks. Okay. Now you're getting to that age, um, Ethan. You're you're now a man and I just wanted to sit you down and... I need to talk about socks. <laughs> Me and your mother. And we, we've been talking and we think now's the time to just talk about socks. <laughs> so you ready to learn about socks? Are you ready? Yeah. Now, give remember, us. someone has sent this in and been paid 25 of the finest pounds for this riveting bit of information. And this made it into print. Like, remember that. Are you ready? I needed to make a fancy dress costume for a party. After seeing how many odd socks I had in my drawer, I had an idea. I sewed them all onto an old skirt. I'm very proud of my unique odd sock outfit, and my friends absolutely loved it. Well, I'll tell you right away, your friends are liars, because they thought you looked ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) What what party warrants a sock skirt? I don't... It, but it's it, what? Who's it aimed at? Fancy dress. What's the character? Oh, I've just come as the odd socks that you find. <laughs> and there is a picture. There, there is an enclosed picture as well. And it, it's awful. It literally. It's as bad as it sounds. And and also, I've noticed on further inspection, she's a liar because there is there is a pair of socks in the picture. You see the ones like green dinosaur socks striped. There are two of oh, them yeah. in that skirt. <laughs> so there are. So she's a, that's, a, that's a complete lie. Unless this is a, a remake by the magazine. <laughs> I don't know. But when? <laughs> when? When? We're in lockdown. What party has she gone to where she can wear socks as well? Like, when has this happened? It must have happened in summer this year, last year, or 2019. She's, she, she's waited a year to deploy the story. <laughs> She's hung on yeah. to it. Like, yeah. I'm only going to tell this tale when I get the 25 quid. Like, what was the theme? What, what the hell was the theme, like, for that night? Who are our friends? I'm, I love the fact you've pulled up that inconsistency, like, I... about the odd socks. Like, not only are there not odd socks, how does a person end up having probably, like, 30 pairs of odd socks? <laughs> Where are the others? What are you doing with them? And none of them are, like, old or discoloured or, like, dishevelled. They're brand new socks sewn onto a onto a skirt. I'm suspicious. That's all I'm going to say. It's a sus picture, and I'm just not... I don't... I won't abide by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not... I'm not... It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool, man. £25, you can buy some more socks for that, as far as I'm concerned. Take that money and buy a pair of socks and keep them a pair. Like... I don't know, ball them up so they stay up here because otherwise you're just going to make some more trash clothing out of it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is the kind of the thing you make when we enter a Mad Max style, like you know, scenario. <laughs> like I have nothing left. I'm sewing rags together. It's not a fancy dress party the costume. No, this is like the I'm... year 70, 2077. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dish. I don't know. And then Arnie like opens the car and he's like, "Come with me." Like, <laughs> like, yeah, sure. And he's like, "Don't get in my car wearing that." Like, odd socks. Are you disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the brainwave I liked in this week's issue: shelf life. I don't even again really get the pun here, but whatever. So, picture one. You've got a, Scott, a television in the background with a cat, and then that cat is sat on a bookcase. Then in the next picture, you have what this bizarre couple have decided to do. They've converted this bookcase into a kind of tiered guinea pig prison. <laughs> so I'll read you the, the, the sort of fluff. Yep. We had an old bookcase that we no longer needed in our home. Pretty pretty reasonable that happened. No more books. We got rid of the books. We, bo- of... we burned the books. <laughs> <laughs> the books had our dangerous ideas, so we stood away with those. Um, I don't trust those books. Get rid of them. <laughs> Burn them. So instead of throwing them out, this is the part I respect. So instead yep. of throwing them out, instead of throwing the bookcase out, not mm-hmm. the books. Books are gone already. They yeah. may have burned yeah, them. Yeah, they're burned yeah. them. My fiancé... Let's say Brian Brian. decided to transform it into a house for guinea pigs. So did Brian misplace his medication when he had this idea is the first (laughs) point. After sanding it down and painting it gray, then lining it the back with wallpaper. Not I don't even get like the guinea pigs are like the interior design in here is so shit. (laughs) Uh, Can you put a bit of wallpaper at Brian? Uh, need some flock wallpaper, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> are they colorblind? Are guinea pigs colorblind, like dogs? I, I reckon they probably are. They just—they're just, they're just uh, you know, one of those small mammals, so probably blind. Blind, yeah. colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> if they were blind, they'd be like, <laughs> how would they even <laughs> live? They're so slow, and they live above ground. <laughs> Um, so they sanded it down, bit of wallpaper, perspex on mm-hmm. the shelves to keep the guinea pigs safe. Safe is definitely a euphemism here. Keep them imprisoned. Yeah. We created ladders between each shelf, then added some bedding, feed, and homemade toys. <sighs> I mean, <laughs> it's a pretty depressing layout, isn't it? It is a, a supermax prison for guinea pigs, right? Perspex. 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 I hope it has holes in it, is my first query <laughs> because that looks like an airtight bookshelf and that, that would be a quick killing room a multi-tiered killing room for their guinea pigs if if that's what you know if there are no air holes but they can't be too big because they have got a cat as we know from their first picture so that again is just a, a death toy for the cat that is just food <laughs> behind a toy for a cat i wonder if they, they didn't drill the holes they took the picture went to bed that night, the guinea pigs were all dead of oxygen deprivation, and then they were like, well, if we send it in, at least we'll get the 25 quid and we can replace the pigs. Well, that's at least two guinea pigs from pets at home, right? Are they cheap? I haven't had a guinea pig for years. Like, I don't think... I it... think unless hit by the same inflation as a Freddo, <laughs> a guinea pig is about 20 quid. Surely. Per guinea, per guinea pig. Per, yeah, per. Oh. So a guinea, a guinea and a quarter, maybe. So this is... <laughs> A top tier guinea pig is 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 about roughly twenty five pounds, we'll say, 
postage and package. <laughs> With air holes. With air holes. Optional extra. This this <laughs> reminds me of, have you ever seen the film High Ride? The dystopian no. future. It was a book, I think, made into a film. Really weird film. But basically, uh, they start building up and it's like societal. So like the, the lower rung people of society live at the bottom and, and the other ones live in the penthouse at the top. It, it kind of just... just makes me think of that a little bit it's, it's a little bit of a weird dystopian guinea pig future of a tiered prison for for them as if they've done some serious <laughs> damage and they have to be i mean i've had guinea pigs right we had guinea pigs when i was little you can buy hutches for guinea pigs that's a thing that is a thing it's a specific thing that you'd have a hutch and then you'd get like the outside pen so on a good day they can go outside with with this <laughs> with this beautiful creation from brian um you are just staring at guinea pigs in your front room there appears to be no door <laughs> to let them out or to like they shit a lot guinea pigs shit a lot and it stinks and they make a lot of noise and that like you think they're going to be adorable pets and yeah they are but they're also rodents so they do shit a lot <laughs> and they smell and it really smells like straw when they've shat and pissed on it is disgusting that is sat in their lounge <laughs> And and it's not like going to the zoo where like okay it, it like a lion behind glass it roars it climbs trees most of the time I see them they sleep to be fair but still at least they do things they're dramatic the guinea pig basically eats a carrot shits and goes to bed <laughs> like this is not a form of entertainment to sit and watch the guinea pigs and and they're noisy as well they squeak and and they'd be running through their multi-tiered changing room kind of house that they've now got he does say guinea pigs but i only see one so i'm wondering why the other one's gone it's just i just that second picture it's it's the fake orchid on top of it it's the it's the it's the kind of blackboard heart as well probably with like live laugh love um, yeah on it. yeah <laughs> the, the multi-tiered picture frame which is a which is a key component of you know the Karen kind of lady in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is literally walking. Can I get the Karen, please? And <laughs> it's just horrific. Like I just don't know why you would do that. I just I just don't get it. It's just I, odd. and imagine your fiance coming to you. you. You're about to get rid of this old bookcase you don't need. Your fiance rocks up. And he's like, I've had this amazing idea. Why didn't you just do what anyone with any sense would do and say, Brian, mate, no. <laughs> we bought this a is... from Pets at Home, Brian. Like, what, what are we going to do with that? That's where the books are. That's where he's keeping the books. They're in the hut. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for 25 quid next week. He's like, we've had this amazing idea. We, we used to have guinea pigs and uh, we've chucked them out. <laughs> and we put Brian. books in there. Brian, come to bed. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> so did the guinea pigs, but where will the books live? <laughs> okay, love. Just come to bed soon. <laughs> where will the books live? <laughs> Carol, the books need to live somewhere. They have to. <laughs> Would we do this, Carol? <laughs> it's beautiful. It's shocking. And they get £25, which they can buy more books, more items to shove animals into and just you know you you do you brian <laughs> so should we take a dive into the last and believe it or not the top tip of the brainwave section top this is the the, the best they've got 
Chunky oh Dory. I'll let you talk us through this nightmare. A chunky, chunk, chunky Dory. <clears throat> a play on Hunky Dory, I think. It's I a reach, know. but, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. To encourage my two-year-old daughter, Wendy, to eat something healthy, I made her a fruit sandwich. I cut an apple into four slices. On the bottom slice of the apple, I spread some strawberry yogurt. Then I used a cookie cutter <laughs> to make a hole in the top apple slice which I filled with chunks of strawberries. Wendy Ugh. loved her fruit witch. Nice. And I was happy to get something good inside her. <laughs> oh, as, like every time I go over this, it genuinely gives me a feeling of nausea to the bottom of my stomach. It is awful. I mean, I, there is a picture and it is one is like beautifully created. Like I really think an effort, effort has gone into this. You can tell. But it's just my God. If if you have to if you have to hide fruit as a sandwich, something is not something's got a bit wrong there. That you know I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with it. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't. I'll describe right describing the picture that we've got here. Obviously, as mentioned, slice of apple, bam, on the bottom, thin slice looks like maybe two bits put together. It that's that's your bottom bread. Then yogurt as the filler. Absolutely fine. And the fact, the fact it's the strawberry though, that I think's what's throwing me. Because you look at the picture and you're like, it kind of looks like ham. It does. Yes. Yeah. It does. So it is. It's off-putting. It looks like wafer thin ham, but it's not. It's strawberry <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> then two more apple slices on top. A hole cut into that two bits on whatever it is on top, and then strawberries pushed into that hole. So it is a weird, bizarre. It kind of violates the, the the term sandwich with the top hole, the dorsal. You know, <laughs> the dorsal hole. Don't, you don't. I don't cut a hole in the top. Yeah, how many sandwiches do you know that has a hole in the top? And then you just push the other thing, <laughs> another filling, into that void. You you push the original of the filling because your filling is a strawberry yogurt. So you're pushing what it used to be, <laughs> its original <laughs> format. The original format is being pushed into the top. <laughs> so, it, it really it really is if we go back to the ham analogy well it's like having ham and then pushing a, a pig <laughs> its face ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is shocking if this if this child wendy right can only eat things in sandwich form i think that that is the real horror of this piece that <laughs> she is unable unable to consume anything unless it is sandwiched or in sandwich form and I just think that is, there's more to that story. This is just the dessert of her sandwich <laughs> day. Like, this is, this is her sandwich snack before her actual sandwich lunch before sandwich dinner. Like, there is something, something. So you reckon right. the day starts, like, if, say, it was a full English, it would be egg. Yeah. With bacon. Yeah. Then an egg again. An egg. But a hole yolk, in that egg. Yolk cut out. The yeah, yolk's yeah, yeah. gone. They've chucked yeah. that away. And then they've shoved... Like you said, sausage, sliced sausage, <laughs> in the top. So she has that. That's that breakfast. That's, that's um, breakfast sandwich. Then you want to spice Ugh. up your day with maybe this as a little, you know, mid morning Elevens. Elevens is kind of snack. Then you go into the real big one of the day, the lunch sandwich, which I don't which know. I hope is the traditional sandwich. I ideally, would, I, would, I think she'd break the norm for that one. You know, with it being the traditional time of day for that that kind of format, I think she'd definitely <laughs> go for that. You know, um, then an afternoon, who knows what, what goes on. And then I, the dinner sandwich, obviously, is going to be, I don't know, depends on what she's having. 
Yorkshire pudding. If she's yeah. having a roast, yeah, Yorkshire, Yorkshire pudding, pudding with. Oh, well, you need to find a middle filling that's a derivative of something else, don't you? Yeah, you do. In this instance, it would be. Um, Oh, I got it. Chicken, like a kind of chicken, Yorkshire pudding, chicken yeah. paste. Yeah. Yorkshire pudding. Or, or maybe a soup, a chicken soup. Yes, a chicken, a, a Yorkshire pudding, a soup, a chicken soup. Yeah. Then another Yorkshire pudding, the holes cut in the bottom of that. You've already got a hole and in that one, bits... that's fine. That's a lot easier. Oh, oh yeah. You've Less got a pre-built hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're her mum loves cooking that one for her. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the easy Friday. It's like, it's been a long week, Wendy. I'm... I'm fucking sick of making sandwiches let's, <laughs> and let's cutting holes do, in them just, <laughs> let's just do the yorkshire pudding one right and just get to bed because <laughs> i fucking hate you <laughs> and then when she goes to bed it's a mattress and then it's her <laughs> and, then <another> mattress. <laughs> and then a hole and then the duvet shoved in the hole <laughs> <laughs> good night dear climb into your sandwich bed <laughs> Ah, oh, the, these sandwich people. <laughs> I just, oh. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, it just, it's just weird. Weird advert. This, this one is definitely one for my, like, sensibility. You know the, um, so obviously... As of this recording, Mother's Day is tomorrow. So we have yep. a nice Mother's Day themed segment in the magazine. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stories that are actually rather sweet. But the amazing thing is in today's environment. And what do mums receive for featuring in the magazine? Cleaning products. A hamper <laughs> of cleaning products. <laughs> Uh, and flowers and flowers yeah i mean i actually told my work colleagues about this most of them female and they looked they were stunned it sounds like the worst way to spend a mother's day <laughs> you get a hamper yeah of industrial cleaners for your house <laughs> and flowers and the flowers which if they're all in the same box i wonder if the cleaning products have killed the flowers oh, it's just you yeah. couldn't make it up and and the tone of that, and the amazing thing as well, it's so clearly an ad. It's like a cross-promotional ad. So, you know, the readers get the free stuff, so the magazine doesn't have to pay, and the mag- and the brand gets the free promotion of their stuff. And it's just amazing. So it, let me just give you a bit of 50s ad man here. You please, get... Please. All the mums featured here will receive flowers and hampers, courtesy of... Can I, do you think I can use the name? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Let's not just in case. <laughs> Let's call it courtesy. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can't now not think of any other name um, apart from the real name. <laughs> let's call it Neutri- um, neutrino. That's just a, neutrino. A, a, a molecule or something. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Take it from the top again. Okay. All of the mums featured here will receive flowers and hampers, courtesy of Neutrino. Who knows how important mums are? how much they do for us every day, and how hard they work to combine all the demands of their time. During the challenges of last year, mums have stepped up covering home learning, caring for others, and juggling work and running the home. So we hope they enjoyed their well-deserved treats. Neutrino are the experts in keeping homes fresh and odor-free. With the original gel power orb, carpet fresh powder, and room spray, they make your whole house smell clean and fresh. (laughs) Unlike other brands, which mask high bad smells 
<laughs> with perfume, hygienic and non-toxic neutrino safely destroys bad odor molecules, leaving clean, fresh air. No wonder it's the world's number one deodorizer. I mean, there's so much wrong with this. And I love, like, my first thing that hits me straight out the gate is the, the, the kind of comparing with the other brands, like, mm. they're going to make your house dirty, mum. Don't you love your family? A real mum uses the proper cleaning stuff. They don't just like it's mask just... bad smells. <laughs> they don't hide under the door frames, sneaking around, masking bad smells. What else are you hiding? Them. Destroy them at the source. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just I just have to it's the original gel power orb is just something. It's just hyping up what is basically a ball with some gel in it. It's just... <laughs> but when you put it like that, it sounds like one of those little stones that Thanos has on that glove. <laughs> like he needs to, he, all he needs to destroy the Avengers is the, the original gel power orb. <laughs> <laughs> there can be only one owner of the gel power orb. <laughs> As it floats in the <laughs> distance on a mountain, just like killing all who are near it. Oh my god! <laughs> I love as well that they're like how many times it doesn't matter whether it's like oil spills, chemicals in the water, all of this stuff, and it's and it's like has to be like non toxic. I just don't trust any of these people. I'm sorry if you work for Neutrino. It's trying to come from a lovely place. It's like. Yeah, mum stories. We love mums. Mums are great. And, like, I agree that, you know, it's been a crap year. They've done so well. But why, then, do they think, we can use this. We can, we can, we can basically introduce a product into this, and it'll be absolutely fine. Just give the mums flowers, and maybe the £25 from the other things. Just give that instead. Like, why do we need to do a sponsorship? <laughs> it's, it's like when you watch a video on, like, YouTube, and it's like, contain sponsored ads. And it's like, oh, Christ. Oh, yeah. Come up, and it's just like... Oh. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> I'm surprised none of the stories feature, you know, <laughs> thanks to <laughs> It really changes oh. everything. <laughs> yeah, like, you've got one a really messy divorce. <laughs> this relationship was cleaned up with Neutrino. <laughs> and there are original now... gel power orb. <laughs> this is just, this is what's a little bit weird with these magazines, is just the use of product in the most random places and it's like sponsorship fine like i said but it's just weird and just to go for a cleaning product for mums it's just oh stereotypical i mean come on it's 2021 <laughs> it, it's mad and if like i do a lot of cleaning in the house right i hate cleaning the last thing that i would want to receive is cleaning product like yes <laughs> The only thing I would think of it is that they are expensive, so I'd be happy to receive them if I had to pay for them myself. But is that a plug to Neutrino to send <laughs> you some? Neutrino, <laughs> you can find me on. <laughs> I'm bad mouthing you, but secretly, if you send me them, I'll be really pleased. It's just like, I, I do kind of want to see what an original gel power orb looks like, and I may buy one for the next podcast and just describe it to you, just to tell you if it masks the odor or destroys them at the source. <laughs> oh dear i love yeah they're so and that what you were saying as well i love the fact that these books you get 50 pages right and yeah about 80 percent of it is somehow tangentially related to an advertisement 
Like, <laughs> you're mostly buying a book of adverts <laughs> with a few yeah. stories in between. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Ah, Godspeed Neutrino, whatever you were called. (laughs) Godspeed indeed. And now it's time for your horoscopes. Do you know what, as well, before this is amazing, we knew... There was going to be inconsistencies, and I've spotted one already. <laughs> and I haven't even read them. I haven't even read them. It, it appears there's a dispute between the two when the Sagittarius is even are. Oh, really? One says the 22nd of November to the 21st of December. The other yeah. one says the 23rd of November to the 21st. It's because there's always so, that cusp. There's always a cusp. Whenever you talk about horoscopes, there's always a cusp. That's one word they but, love to use. Um, but, oh, but what? I'm on the cusp. Under who? Who? Whose authority, though, says which way it goes? I'm on the cusp. Ah, <laughs> it so, the lines. I'm on the cusp, guys. You know, sometimes, because... sometimes I'm Cancer. Sometimes I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm oh, totally Libra today. Uh, I'm just on the cusp, you know. Oh, so <laughs> it, it's even more woolly than we suspected. Oh, God, you know this is woolly. Come on, it's, it's made I, up. I, I, I know it's woolly, but I didn't realise they didn't even fix the date. It's an excuse, right? So if, if, if you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Scorpio, but I'm actually Sagittarius on the cusp. It means you can read two instead of one. That's all it means. And you can blame things on when you're on your cusp or not. You can be like, oh, that's so me. I'm such a Scorpio, but I'm on the cuffs of Sagittarius. <laughs> it's just crap. Do you, know, do you know what, though? Like, I know it's bollocks. And I'm reading it and I'm getting taken in. <laughs> right, do your intro then before you become a cult leader. <laughs> I'm getting sucked in. Right, so we're both Sagittarius, which gives us a nice in. We're going to compare the horoscopes from our usual Break a Take magazine, with a guest horoscope, hmm. either pulled from a magazine, newspaper, website. Yeah. We're going to compare them. So is there any consistency? Maybe we'll rate it out of 10, see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, as both of us are Sagittarius, we'll say, did that fit? Is Does that feel right? That's such how a Sagittarius did... thing to say, Ethan. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Because you're one as well. Typical Sagittarius. Such a sad thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to hit us with our resident horoscope deliverer? Okay. Home is where you are, and your focus could be on making changes. A desire for a cozier pad that's also chic may seem like a tall order to others, but where there's a woman's intuition, there's a way. As the most, oh, as the three most feminine planets <laughs> get behind you this weekend, love and work could also link. Think office romance or helpful ex. Revisit former choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want me to like hit you with um, my guest, my publication, or should we say whether that's a good fit? I'd say let's hear from the other one, and then we can decide which one is more bullshit than the other, <laughs> because it's just it makes no. I, sense. I, 
You're going to be stunned, right? Okay. Either they, either they are both. Or in cahoots. And this, I believe, <laughs> I think there's a conspiracy. It's, it's I think so there is a conspiracy. That's so Sagittarius, though, guys. <laughs> right. So this one is clear the decks of chores to give yourself some breathing space. Home comforts grab your attention as you look at fresh ways to spruce up your surroundings. It's a great time for thinking ahead and letting inspiration flood in. So that's mine. So, I mean, for me personally, that what strikes me about these two, and I am getting sucked in. One thing you'll learn about me is I love getting sucked into cult-like things, but both of them mentioned the home. So yes. what we have to... <laughs> There's only two, but the thing is, I feel like both explanations are quite disturbing. Either there's a global cabal of horoscope deliverers that decide mm -hmm. on a narrative, or they copy each other. <laughs> or, and, and I'm I'm total skeptic now. Could it be that the majority of the UK has been at home because of a lockdown for the last three and a bit months? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe what they're doing is just basically saying, oh, everyone's home. Everyone's fed up of the one place they're in. Everyone's trying to spruce it up or thinking of like where their next place should be. I've had it myself, right? And this is not to say this is correct because I have friends, countless friends who have gone, I'm sick of my flat. It's too small. I need to, next time we move, it's going to be something bigger. And that's literally what, oh, and I'm going to clean up a bit because I'm at home all the time now. <laughs> That is it, basically. There is no... You cannot tell me the stars have aligned to tell me that. That's absolutely <laughs> And you know what? The three feminine planets, they're behind <laughs> me this weekend. Oh, I can't wait. Like, I'm, I'm you know, so You're over vibing, the moon that. I'm so I don't even know which planets are behind me. I don't even know what... I didn't even know a planet could be feminine. It, it, it has a crate of uh, a hamper of neutrino <laughs> sent to it. <laughs> it's just made of a gas that eliminates odors at the source. <laughs> and I also don't like my one where it said about love and work could also link. Think office romance or helpful ex. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> A, no one's working in an office right now because of COVID. So you're working at home. And B, you ain't going to be visiting your ex during this. <laughs> like, what, what, what does that even mean? I can't even... See, where you were drawing that very good statistical inference that people would be at home and therefore decorating. Yeah. Why Why has she not worked that out here? Like, you're not... Because, most people don't have a helpful ex full stop, regardless if they're in a lockdown. <laughs> so she really missed the statistics on that one. And it's like, revisit former choice. They're like the highlighted words at the bottom. And it's just like... Too much. Our doorbell just went. That was random. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... Maybe it was the lady. She she saw that you were going to do this and take the piss. I wonder if She's come to kill you. Nothing worrying, I hope? No. Upstairs ordered a takeaway and they always just ring our door. Uh, that's oh, annoying. I, miss my th I don't know where we're at now. <laughs> I feel like I cut into that halfway. Uh, no, no, it's all good. We were just... We were just laughing at the fact that she's managed to like hit on the fact that people are all going to be decorating at the moment. Yeah. But she used the words helpful X, which isn't most people's experience. God, no. No. 
they're an X for a reason, right? There's no way you're ever going to look for them to help you, unless you like end it in a really nice way, which you know some people might do. But yeah, it's for me, it's it's just a smattering of just crap. It's just basically everyone's at home at the moment, so everyone wants a cozier place to live because you know. For this year, we've lived in our houses for so much longer than we ever have before that we want to make it better, and that's just common sense. And so that's why that's going to give it. I'm going to give it a two out of ten. Two out of ten accuracy rating. Yep. They've really missed the mark with you. Common sense, common knowledge. Like everyone is in the same boat at the moment, and I don't think that's got anything to do with the stars. I'm sorry, but I disagree. <laughs> Obviously, it's bunkum, but in my particular case, I am doing a lot of home renovations at the moment. So when I read it, this suddenly gets personal. So in terms of accuracy, I'm going to have to give it like an 8 out of 10 because I am redecorating right now. But the fact that you're not redecorating mm -hmm. solidifies the fact they've used a scattergun approach. Yeah, and I, I just think they would have looked at whatever, I don't know, statistics. I don't know where they get their information from, but surely like home base B&Q must be like so busy right now because people have got a lot of time. If they're furloughed, if they're not working, they've got time to sort out their houses. So that then you just link those two with a little planetary link and you can be like- <laughs> Couple of feminine planets. Yeah, chuck in a couple of your best feminine planets and bam, you've got yourself a little star sign going on. You've got a little horoscope. And it's just, just very, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week to seeing how much it changes in a week. Will I still be wanting to speak to my helpful ex? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Revisit a former choice as well. It's like, because like you said, there's those only three words. You, you, like, how, what's, what scale are we talking here? Is it like, I'm going to reconsider whether I make a cup of tea in a minute? Or is it, I'm Brexit. actually going to... <laughs> <laughs> like literally sit there and have an existential crisis i mean they are literally pulling this out of their ass so <laughs> maybe it means nothing i don't think i should look into it <laughs> well i think that should we draws a conclusion think... for this week's horoscopes right indeed indeed right this is the part of the pod I hate people who say pod, podcast. <laughs> Side note, I hate people who say pod. You, say you've, you've become, after episode one, some slick podcaster now. Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so next on the pod, uh, coming up on the pod. If I said it again, please tell me. Um, I will. <laughs> <laughs> the next bit is the guest publication. Guest publication. So obviously there are so many types of these magazines out there, ranging from pets to, I don't know, home styling, cooking, all that kind of crap. There's also a massive segment of this market, which is down to like psychic and horror <laughs> and like ghosts and all that kind of shit as well. So my guest publication from, from for this week is an old one from March 2019. And it's from the Fate and Fortune magazine, which is specifically... It's it's more around ghostly presence and kind of other world stories, which are as random <laughs> as what we've seen today. So I've got a few here. I'm I think I'm gonna read you one out. You're gonna enjoy it. Okay. This is from the bite-sized shivers section. 
<laughs> I already yeah. like just that alone is enough to make to, to pique my interest. It's not a full apple sandwich shiver. It's a bite-sized shiver this time. <laughs> I've got let me see. There there are four stories. I'm gonna give you the titles, you get to choose which one you want to hear. Alright? Okay. In at number one, Heavenly Hero dot dot dot. It's got a little ellipsis on the end. Heavenly is in full caps. Hero is not in caps. It's lowercase. I don't know why. Heavenly Hero. (laughs) That's number one. (laughs) Right. Next one is called Dead Dodgy Lodgers. (laughs) Number three, Drive of Terror. Terror is capitalized, of course. Drive of Terror. Finally. (laughs) Finally. Savior from the past. Do you know what? I actually am going to be greedy here. <laughs> I want to hear them all. No. I can't. <laughs> Every God. single one sounds so I funny. You, I will give you two because they are short. You're allowed two. Do you want to hear, hear them again? Yeah, one more, one more. Okay. Run three. Okay. In a number one, Heavenly Hero. Number two, Dead Dodgy Lodgers. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Drive of Terror. And number four, <laughs> Saviour from the Past. Uh, <laughs> oh, you see, I'm tempted on Saviour from the Past just by the way you say past, but I like Drive of Terror sounds like an amazing like <laughs> 80s movie. So yeah. I want to take the Drive of Terror uh-huh. and it's also got to be Dead Dodgy Lodgers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are these good choice? <laughs> now these are <laughs> these are readers' stories, so they've actually sent these in. These are apparently true, and they pay up to three hundred pounds per up to three hundred pounds. Whoa! Story. So this is gold dust kind of territory. This is obviously true, otherwise they wouldn't have written in. Unless <laughs> true, obviously. <laughs> and uh, yeah, are you ready for some dead? Dodgy lodgers. I just, I'm just a bit taken aback by the pricing. Uh, like you, you get 25 quid for an apple sandwich, but yeah. made-up story, you get 300 quid. <laughs> 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 what on earth is this system up to as well? Is it like an A story is like a ghoul, a B is a gremlin? Like I, how I, are I they measuring this? I don't. I'm not sure. But let's find out. Okay, take me hear? through. Take me. Hit me. Hit okay. me. Dodgy. Lodger. Okay. The duvet felt so snug, I didn't want to get up. But nature was calling, so I hauled myself out of bed and headed to the loo. Already too much fucking information. <laughs> like, come on. And now you start I, I, I don't want a ghost story where the protagonist <laughs> takes a shit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get for 300 pounds. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we are. <laughs> then, I saw her. A woman with wild hair was standing next to the chest of drawers in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly she jumped at me, her mouth wide open as if she was screaming, but there was no sound. I should have been terrified, but after so many years of it, I just felt angry. (laughs) 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 Okay. I'm too tired for this rubbish, I fumed out loud. Go away! It was March 2018, and ever since I'd moved into the end terrace, oh, end of terrace house in Wales, seven years earlier, (laughs) I'd been stalked by spirits. Nine months in, I'd woken up to see a pair of red eyes suspended in the darkness. 
staring at me. <laughs> it could be two of those gel-powered orbs, let's face it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in the dark, there's red eyes suspended in the dark, just staring at me. I'd always sense spirits, but something about this one felt nasty. I clamped my eyes shut. Go away! <laughs> Go away! I begged silently. Begged silently? How, how did you <laughs> Just Go. on your knees Go. with your hands together, shaking them. <laughs> she says go away, but then beg silently. So how... Oh, go in away! Her, in her mind, she said, go away, go away. I'd beg silently, and it did. How odd. Um, I prayed it was a one-off, but when my daughter, Sarah... Oh, they've changed the names for me. That's brilliant. Um, was born three months later. Things took a more frightening turn. The dark, shadowy spirit of a thin man started lurking in the corner of my bedroom at night, again just gawping at me. <laughs> <laughs> then my friend Sue stayed over one night and was woken by the sensation of someone poking her. I didn't see anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't laugh. Go on. I didn't see anyone, but look! She's my poor Thank kids. God. Oh God, yeah, it could have been elsewhere, poking her in the <laughs> My poor kids weren't immune from the activity either. Oh, Jesus, right. Rachel, now 13, confided that, th confined, confided that things sometimes got mysteriously moved around in her room. I thought it couldn't <laughs> get any worse, but one night I was downstairs and Sarah was asleep in her cot in my bedroom when I heard a loud crash. Rushing upstairs, I tried to open the bedroom door, but it would only open an inch. Through the crack, I could see something metal blocking the way. Someone, or something, had thrown the attic ladders across the door from their spot stacked in the corner. Now they were blocking it from the inside. Oh, Christ, that's not great. Pushing on the door with as much force as I could muster, it finally opened just enough for me to squeeze through. I grabbed Sarah and held her in my arms. I couldn't take But getting rid of my creepy house guests was easier said than done. Bum bum bum. Okay, here we go. Right. First, I called in two mediums. Then, a paranormal group, and finally a priest to do an exorcism. Apparently the spirits were coming through a portal in my bedroom. A sort of... <laughs> Can you imagine being the estate agent? And then you've got the upstairs bedroom. And then beside that, you've got the old portal to another dimension. <laughs> oh, two bed, two bath, lovely kitchen, portal to the other world. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is this? Oh my god, right, so she's got a portal in her bedroom, but that's <laughs> not to be uh, it's not a Google portal whatever they're called, you know, that camera thing um, <laughs> portal in my bedroom a sort of gateway to the spirit world, well, sort of you know, sort <laughs> of, like sort of. <laughs> such a vague description <laughs> oh god then the priest when you get rid of some, there are others waiting to take their place, the priest explained. The portal? Okay. The, the, like, the portal? Like, or... <laughs> I don't... Or the, the individual ghosts? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, although, uh, although my house was only 20 years old, in the 1800s, land in the area had been used as a cemetery for victims of cholera. Were their souls still lurking here? 
Soon my, my fear turned to defiance. This was my house, and I wasn't going to be freaked out. So now, when a spook appears, I keep calm and carry on. These gate crashes are going nowhere. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Now that she's saying that it's all made up, suddenly there's no more attacks happening. Attacks it was happened. real. Yeah. <laughs> that bloody portal in her bedroom. Oh. You really need right. to get that looked at, love. <laughs> oh, a horrible draft. There's a bloody horrible draft in this bedroom. All the spirits of cholera death from the 1800s are here. <laughs> I love I as well how that ghosts never have a decent hair care regime, you know? Wild hair. <laughs> couldn't you Couldn't you straighten it before you turned up? Yeah, I'm, I don't really know what to make of all that. Story. 300 pounds for that awful story. Right. Are you ready? It's not bad work if you can get it. Are you ready for the drive? Take it away. The drive of terror. Or is it... Or, I, I quite like with the drive of terror, 80s, you know? Think... Meh, meh, meh. <laughs> the drive of terror. Mel Gibson is in the drive of terror. Driving home from a night out, my eye caught something on all fours lurking in the bushes at the side of the road. Oh, hello. Hello. Doggers. <laughs> my heart began to race and I went to put my... F That's a spelling error. Oh, my... <laughs> what? <laughs> they made a typo in their own magazine. My heart began to race and I went to put my food down on the accelerator to get away from it quickly. <laughs> well, that's that's not how cars work for a start. You don't put food on the accelerator. <laughs> they clearly meant foot, but food is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just imagining this guy who's breaking the law already, eating yeah. a pot noodle at the wheel, <laughs> and he suddenly decides he sees a shape bent in the bushes and decides oh. to fork his pot noodle on the accelerator. Don't be silly, Alan. I told myself firmly, it's just a fox. Even after all these years, I still get the creeps whenever I see something that reminds me of that night I was driving across the Yorkshire Moors. Ooh. It was 12.30am and my wife, Mary, and I were coming back from a gig in Huddlesfield. I'd recently <laughs> launched a solo career as a musician, so she had to wow. come me. <laughs> so we definitely know Alan's not in it for the money. <laughs> well, I, I think he is. I, I think he's in it so people will go and look up his EP, because he's put his full name. <laughs> we know his catchment area for his gigs, and we know he's a solo singer-songwriter. So I think this is just... So this is a plug? Up in those Spotify listens, do you know what I mean? Just trying to get it in there. Oh, I was just doing a solo gig, the wife comes along. The wife, I bet, is handling all the gear and, like, the money at the... <laughs> Bring the drums, love. She's like, Alan, where'd, where'd you... I don't know why she's got that voice, but... Alan, where do you want the guitars? And they'd be like, over oh, there, Mary. Get back in the car. <laughs> You're on the merch stand. <laughs> um, anyway, so he's launched his solo career. Launched a solo career. I mean, good on him. With no buildings, trees, or people in sight, the landscape was barren and bleak, not to mention creepy. <laughs> so I was relieved to have Mary with me. What's that? She asked, nudging me and pointing. A figure was leaning on the fence at the edge of the road, arms crossed, staring in our direction. He was wearing old-fashioned farmer's wellies and a big floppy hat. <laughs> <laughs> As we passed, he vanished into thin air. Weird. <laughs> this doesn't sound like Alan's writing this. Like, Alan is meant to be 76 years old, and he's just put, weird. Like, this is, a, this is, a, this is someone younger writing it. As we passed, he vanished into, into thin air. 
weird. Feeling unsettled, we carried on. <laughs> you think the editors are really taking liberty with Alan's story here? I don't think he's a solo musician either, but anyway. Um, <laughs> a few, few hundred yards up the road, I spotted something far, far weirder. What the hell is that? I croaked. Oh, sorry. What the hell is that? I croaked. He's obviously had the gig, so his voice is hurting from the gig, so that makes sense. <laughs> um, it looked like the biggest dog you'd ever seen. Dark, with long, shaggy fur. It turned and scowled at us as we slowed down for a closer look. My blood ran cold. This was no ordinary dog. Its expression looked... human. I don't like it. <laughs> it's never a Pomeranian Terrier, is it? It's no. always these kind dog creature thing. Um, I don't like it, Mary cried as I pressed my foot to the accelerator to get away. Good. He's got the right thing this time. Food didn't work. <laughs> now he knows it's foot. Foot, not food. Got it. So I pressed my foot to the accelerator to get away. But as we sped up, the dog began to run, keeping its head turned and its menacing eyes fixed on us. Heart racing, I increased our speed. 20 miles an hour. 25 miles an hour. 30 miles an hour. But the dog. Alan! <laughs> it's a 30! What, what a difference putting your foot down instead of food down does, right? <laughs> Accelerating really fast from 20 to 30 miles an hour. I mean. <laughs> like this is lethal weapon or something. Floor it, Alan! <laughs> and your rover? <laughs> but the dog kept pace, running alongside the car just inches from my window. I floored the pedal when we roared off, leaving it behind. What was that? I asked, looking in the rearview mirror. It had gone, yet there'd been nowhere for it to hide. Back home, we couldn't stop thinking about what we'd seen. We'd both heard stories of hellhounds, huge demon dogs, who were said to guard the entrance to hell. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, before, I'd have laughed off the idea, but not now. Even many years on, whenever I set off in my car, I wonder if that dog is still out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, God. If you actually saw one of these things, would you ever go outside again? But, I, <laughs> like... but it, uh, it... Again, why even bother to mention <laughs> the farmer with the old-fashioned wellies and hat <laughs> who vanishes? And he's nothing to do with the story. <laughs> nothing to do with it. He brings nothing to the table. And then suddenly this hellhound that can run at least 30 miles an hour turns up and chases him. But Do his dogs actually run that fast? I don't know. I don't think we... I don't know if I can trust him. I don't know if Alan's telling the truth, if I'm honest. But, you know, he, if you think about it, he'd just done a gig. His breakout solo act. First time. <laughs> first time going, the, guy's been, the guy's been in the back in the band for four years. And he's like, you know what? This is my time. We're going to pack up Mary, grab the gear. <laughs> We're going to do this gig. And just <laughs> the euphoria he feels afterwards, driving home, he might have had a little bit of, you know, nose candy in the break. 76-year-old <laughs> Alan is known for it. <laughs> He's an EDM DJ. So, you know, he needs, <laughs> he needs that to keep him buzzed, you know. And he's obviously coming back early. Well, 12.30 a.m. It was an early gig. So he's, he's finished. He's coming back. It's still coursing through his veins. And I think that's what's happened. I think it's a mix of pure euphoria for being a, a, a local solo talent and, and just, yeah, tripping. So he's hit the big time. He's yeah. probably wired on drugs. Yeah. 
he's speeding yeah. <laughs> in a 20, he's doing 30. Mm-hmm. And suddenly this creature appears in his mind's eye and he's like, bloody hell. Yeah. This is it. The end. <laughs> or one of the dogs that guards the gateway of hell. <laughs> Satan threw a frisbee and the dog went over a ditch and uh, it was just wandering Yorkshire. Be one of them bloody portals again, eh? But <laughs> someone ought to get those sorted out. At the end of this week's episode, if you'd like to hear more, please listen to us at your usual podcast receptacles. <laughs> I don't know what creaming into the internet and hoping uh, <laughs> this will be uploaded on. Uh, I believe. Spotify for what you're listening on it listening to right now of course you know that listener you've been with us for the last god knows how long this ends up this first episode (laughs) (laughs) but it's been fun we we wanted to try this out obviously for a long time it should hopefully get better I know a lot of podcasts do this where it's just like don't listen to the first episode but we're gonna try and (laughs) polish this turd as much as we can um we're gonna try and do more of these obviously uh we're still finding our way with the format so you know chuck us we will try and make a maybe a i don't know an instagram page or like a facebook page so you can chuck us any like opinion if you think it's shit just let us know um (laughs) (laughs) or if you've got any anything that we should check out if you've seen any crap magazines that we should have a look at send them our way we'll happily have a look and have a laugh Ah, feels good we did it we did it first one down i think the first one's the hardest one finding the format and all this kind of stuff. This has been the Break a Take podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time with some more crap magazines. Break.